Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda. Happy Monday and happy full moon, even though it was last night, but still, I know a lot of you are still feeling the effects. So happy full moon in Aries. Um, I want to just let you all know that I am so thankful for the reviews on Apple Podcast and for the emails that I receive about what's coming up for you. Um, even on social media, the messages, I can't tell you how thankful I am and glad to hear that these interviews and the conversations and um, just all of this information, how it may be inspiring you or causing you to ask some questions for yourself and all of those things because that's what this is really all about. So with that, I'm really excited to share with you today's interview. We have another amazing guest. Her name is Claudia Parada and Claudia uses her eight years of holistic coaching with five years of apprenticeship in Mesoamerican tradition to support clients in uncovering their own inner wisdom around what health and healing mean for them. And she's also currently pursuing um, a master's in counseling psychology to become a licensed marriage and family therapist. So she is going to share with us what she has learned through her own study and self-work and application, but then also how the work that she is providing in the space that she holds, how this came to be and why it is um, so important. Uh, it, what's really interesting about this as well is next week we have another guest who <laughs> did the opposite. She started out as a therapist and now is bringing in energy work. So with all of the guests, really, I guess what excites me is seeing how people are sharing this work in the world and how we all feel inspired to show up and share in so many different ways. So I'm sure that Claudia's work will inspire you as well. After the show, be sure to go down into the description to figure out how you can connect with her. You can follow her on Instagram, which is Claudia underscore Parada underscore, and learn more about her work. And again, I thank you so much for sharing and rating the show. And if you enjoy this, be sure to go to Apple Podcast and leave a rating and a review. So thank you so much for being here today, and I will see you on the other side. Okay, so welcome everyone to Reiki Radio. Today we have a beautiful guest, Claudia Parada, and you are um, a holistic life coach as well as an energy healer, and I want to first just welcome you to the show. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here and just share space with you. Um, thank you for inviting me on. I'm so excited to get chatting. Oh, listen, after um, speaking with you initially and hearing about your work and your background and even your intention for how you support people, I'm really excited to share this with everyone. So um, I want to first let everyone get a little acquainted with you and the work that you do. So my first question is, if you can share with us just a little bit about your story and how you even got into this um, realm of energy work and holding space the way that you do. Yeah, um, it was yeah, a huge part of um, the way that I ended up in energy work is through my life story. Um, but yeah, about eight years ago, 
um, I was diagnosed with a pretty severe autoimmune condition. Um, it's very similar to lupus. It's called mixed connective tissue disorder. Um, did you have a question? No, no. Okay. Yeah. And so in that experience, like I, you know, lost 20 pounds. It was a dramatic shift in my physical appearance, in uh, the way that I just moved through the world. And in every interaction that I had with my doctors, you know, they were doing their best, but they just basically kept telling me, here's the thing, like, here's what you need to take. Here's the medication that you have. Here are the pills that you can take. Um, and I just, you know, I just kept telling uh, my rheumatologist at the time, I was just like, I just really have this feeling. I have this feeling that it's just beyond just the physical. I feel like it's psychological. I feel like I could incorporate nutrition. And I would have never dreamt to have told them this, but I did really feel like it was spiritual. Mm -hmm. um, and he just kind of was like, yeah, that's all fine and dandy, but like here are the pills that you can take. So that kind of like sent me on this quest to, to see who can I who can I come in contact with? Who can kind of teach me or guide me around this other, um, this other realm that I really don't know anything about? That was what my intuition was telling me. And um, that's how I met my mentor. And she's, uh, her name is Teresa, and she's trained me in traditional Mesoamerican healing medicine. And that's kind of like how I landed here in energy work um, using it's elements. Yeah. Really interesting. Um just highlighting what you just said, a lot of people that I've spoken to, when they are diagnosed with something, and it's more of what is looked at as a physical condition or a mm -hmm. physical ailment, there are a lot of people that have this inner knowing of there's some other component to this, just like you pointed out, like it felt like there was something spiritual and also maybe mental or emotional going on. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people are afraid to say that or they don't trust that what it is that's coming up for them is um, really true. So it's amazing yeah. that you allowed yourself to follow that. But I have to ask you too, was that part of recognizing your intuitive development or were you recognizing that you were very intuitive before this all started? Yeah, I'm so glad that you asked that. So really, I, I always knew that I was a really big feeler and that um, I just had really big emotions. Like that is definitely something that I recognized. But I always, I never felt like I was really fully seen. Like um, I would go on dates or like I would meet friends and I would just always be like, how come they don't really like see me for who I really am or, um, or like valued our relationship in this way that I felt like was so deep for me. Yes. Um, and so it wasn't until this big turning point where I was like something deeper is happening in me when I got sick. Mm -hmm. um, and I started to listen and pursue that path of intuition um, that really shifted it for me because I had to witness that in myself. I had to experience that for myself. It's really interesting too that you say that because it reminds me of what a lot of people go through when they start this work of self-connection and understanding the different layers of themselves. We become even more aware of not only what we hold, but what we perceive around us. And it can be really disheartening sometimes when we see that a lot of people are just perceiving surface level and we're feeling and sensing so deeply and it can be really confusing. So that makes me want to ask you about the main topic of this 
why it's important to be an expert of our own experience. And I thought that was yeah. so beautiful when you said that's really what your work was about. So mm -hmm. what inspired you to even, you know, want to share this with people or becoming an expert of your own? I am so glad that you brought that up because it is so like, really, it's like the, one of the core beliefs of my life um, and my work. Yes. Um, the reason is because like, I might, again, like these, the way that our society is set up, doctors and uh, psychotherapists and, you know, just coming from all these different, um, like different systems that we interact with, everybody's always telling me that they're the authority. Right. But that wasn't what was true for me. Um, and so really I started to feel like I'm the one who knows what's best for me in this, um, in, in this physical state, in this emotional state, um, and then so on and so forth as I grew in um, that growing that muscle of intuition. Um, and I just want other, like I want to support other people in having that self-discovery and awareness as well and, and feel empowered that, that they know that they can be the expert of their own experience. Yeah. And that's such a beautiful thing. And I think what you just said also highlights how we have in a lot of ways compartmentalized all of these different aspects of ourselves, right? So it's like we have health, physical health or exercise mm -hmm. over here. We have our mental health over here. We have our spirituality in its own little bubble. And I love um, your work. And I'm going to ask you about this in a moment mm -hmm. is really about, looking at the full picture of ourselves and how we integrate that all in to understand our beingness and our mm -hmm. own process of healing. So with that said, I know that you, because of your own experience, you did go a deeper dive into energy work, the Mesoamerican traditions, and um, now you're also studying to become a licensed therapist. So yeah. could you talk a little bit about why you see the necessity of bridging these two and how it supported you in your process. Yeah, I love that question. So I feel like psychotherapy in its traditional form, it does, it does this thing where we're exploring um, our thoughts and our behaviors. Um, and even now is going more into a more humanistic lens, which in a relational lens, like talking about what's alive between the two of us. Um, and there's so much to learn there. And then the way that I hold the belief is that we also go deeper into exactly what it was that you were saying in the emotional body, um, in the energetic body of things that can't be seen or like what psychotherapy would call like the unconscious, mm -hmm. but in the Mesoamerican tradition, um, everything is energy. So how are we, how is that, how are we impacting our environment? How is the environment impacting us? How are relationships impacting us? How does that manifest in my physical body and my emotional body? And what does it have to teach me? Right. So I feel like those two things, can be very complimentary in a lot of ways. Oh, absolutely. I honestly believe um, having people share their perspective and what comes up for them is such a big part of this work. And even on the flip side, I'm sure you recognize when you work with people from the energetic lens, a lot starts to come up in surface. And then mm -hmm. people don't have that container to process what may be coming up, mm -hmm. then what do they do? 
Right. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit then about your sessions and the work that you do. Mm -hmm. So can you just share with us? I know that you told me um, a big part of it is helping people realize what they hold. And this can even apply to what they create and how they're creating. Mm -hmm. So can you share with us just a picture of what your work is about and who you support? Yeah. So I love working with folks of color. Like mm-hmm. I just really do. I, I don't say that, that I, that I work with them exclusively, but it really is just like who happens to come to me. Yeah. And I, I really feel like it's maybe an energy that I put out there. And it's also really alive in my own experience um, and young professionals. So that is primarily who I work with. And the way that we work is uh, folks come to me, clients come to me and they say, you know, like, I really feel like I'm wanting this thing, but then, you know, I'm struggling with uh, my relationship or um, I'm having anxiety around this or like I'm worried and I feel disconnected from um, like the trust in myself. Like it's really like there's a disconnection there and they're like, I know that I could just get this thing, but if I could just connect to that and then have it manifest in my everyday life. I, I could just connect to that inner knowing. Right. Um, that is the piece that I'm like, great, like, let's go there. Um, and when we talk about it, like, okay, like, let's talk about um, which pieces of the story it is that you're carrying where, where you learn to silence that, that voice, that intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, or how are you holding that uh, t- today? Like, how are you walking in your everyday life where you feel like it's um, maybe you're missing it. Maybe something, maybe your inner voice is telling you something, your intuition is telling you to do something. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like the ways that we learn, the ways that other people teach us to be with that voice. Right. So that is kind of like how we begin to um, bring awareness to our energy and um, also working with the chakras. Like um, I'll read their energy and then they'll read their energy and tell me what it is that they see. Um, and then we kind of start like flexing that muscle. Um, and then we go into uh, the homework of, okay, how are we going to release these stories so then we can re- align them in a way that helps you manifest what it is that you want or helps you work on towards what it is that you want in your life, whether it is that relationship or the job or the home or whatever it is for them. It's really interesting you say because it, it reminds me of what we said at the beginning, um, how a lot of your work points to being an expert of our own experience, because let's say it is, for example, a lot of what's common is people want a very particular life picture, right? Whether it is a particular home, a particular job, a particular relationship. And we often chase the rules or something that worked for someone else, Mm -hmm. not knowing that our way of magnetizing or our personal alignment or what would be best for us may look very different than what we think we're supposed to be chasing after. Right. Mm -hmm. So with that too, do you help people with their intuitive development in the work that you do? Yeah, I would definitely say that's a huge piece of it. Um, because teasing those things apart, it's like, Oh, where did I hear? Where did I hear that? And sometimes like in the meditation or journey work that is that we do, we, I have clients realize like, oh my God, that's my great aunt or, oh my God, that's my grandmother or those are my ancestors. Um, and it could be a few generations back or it could be several generations back. 
Right. Um, and the, the way that I hold the belief is like, we are carrying the seven generations before us and everything that we do in our life will impact the seven generations ahead of us. And so like, that feels like a really um, important piece. And when we are looking at what is happening in our inner experience and in our intuition, like how can we tease those apart? What am I carrying? You know, I, this makes me think of too, because it, obviously it's pointing to a lot of ancestral work of part of Mm. the work that you do. And a lot of times when we hear people refer to ancestral work, it often just sounds like connecting with our ancestors for the gifts of our lineage, right? Like maybe the way that they did spiritual work in these things, but not always recognizing the depth of what was passed down to us and like the healing the, the healing that occurs in the ancestral work too. So yeah. do you find that um, that happens a lot, whether people are intending or recognize it yet, that they often have aha moments of like, oh, wow, this stuff was all passed down to me? Yeah, totally. I mean, that happened for me personally, but also like I just had a client the other day where we were in our session and she literally said the thing that I just mentioned, which was... <gasps> it's my, it's my Thea. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize. And then she talked about this dynamic of, uh, in her family. Um, and we also talked about, uh, the dynamic of male and female roles in the family as well. Mm -hmm. And so those are the aha moments that kind of come up in, in our session. I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't realize that. Oh, the, the ways in which our roles were kind of like conditioned. Yes. Through the, patri- through the patriarchy and through the system and through our migration. Like, oh, I'm carrying that even though that I thought that I had let it go. Oh, honey, listen, I can't <laughs> even tell you the um, ancestral energies, beliefs and things that came to my realization through this work. I mean, and some were shocking because yeah. it was, you know, some of the realizations came out of, again, it wasn't my intention. I didn't know that's what I was holding or why, but to mm-hmm. have that understanding is so impactful Mm -hmm. and it's so transformative and it also lends to Mm -hmm. I think uh great appreciation and understanding where sometimes we may be angry at our family or angry at our um you know our parents our grandparents not understanding their conditioning and why they may have passed on what they did Mm -hmm. there was one thing that you said too and in the same vein of what it is that you're bringing up right now is that, um, yes, there is this like light side where we're, where we're saying, I want to call on the gifts that, um, the spiritual practices that my ancestors had for me, it's, it feels very present to say before they were colonized. Right. But what happened before Catholicism, but also like, how do I sit with that pain? How am I sitting with that pain so I can move through it? Like, and sometimes the pain, the hurt, the anger, the abuse, it's not mine, but it lives in me. So how can I then sit with it and change it because it's present in my dynamic with my husband or with my child or with my community? You know, it's um, you saying that it's bringing back, going back to, uh, you mentioned you really uh, do a lot of work with people of color and I remember when I first came into this work and all of the classes, all of the events I went to, I was the only brown person there. And quite honestly, it's still uh, 
often true. And I think of the level of healing and again, ancestral healing that has happened for me through these different practices and what a gift it could be to our communities. And so um, I'm really happy to hear you say that too, because it was one of my goals, like wondering in the beginning, like, how do I get this information out to my community more? Because it didn't seem like it was as uh, recognized or as known about. So mm-hmm. even hearing you say to that, it's part of your intention, perhaps, or the energy that you hold. Is that something um, with the work that you do that you make an effort to really connect in with your community? Is it a meditative thing? Is it like a vibrational? <laughs> it's all of the things. Um, and yeah, I, I, I feel so much emotion when I hear you talk about that, yes. um, about the spaces. And what, what was happening for me in that moment, as you were sharing is um, thinking about how we've been conditioned to look outside of ourselves for answers. And then what it feels like to be in community with people who look like me and share the same lineage as me. And then kind of like communing and finding answers within us that as we remember, like that's kind of like the way that I, the way that I hold it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that feels very unique um, and really magical and resilient. Like the things that come up and even in our conversation and conversations with other POC, I'm like, wow, I feel so affirmed and encouraged to go deeper, you know? Right. So I would definitely say that that is, that's my jam. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, there's something that comes in with uh, um, being, supported by having community where there's already this like baseline understanding, you know, cause I even, I didn't think we were talking about this, but I, um, I remember being one time in a group and I was the only uh, person of color there and we were sharing different experiences or whatever. And I shared an experience and then the response was, it was well intended but it lacked a lot of understanding. So it was kind of like a, uh, like deflating the balloon type of thing. And um, yeah, so I completely understand. And I also want to come back to, you know, the type of work that you do, because you mentioned that your mentor taught you some Mesoamerican tradition. So was Mm -hmm. that your intention to connect with a modality and healing practices that were um, directly in line with your own lineage? Yes, absolutely. Um, and I, I do want to, I do just want to acknowledge that that experience that you said that you were having too, uh, before I answer your next question, mm-hmm. it's just, it's such a real, it's such a reality yeah. for folks. Like it's a reality for folks and, um, it's, it's, it can be violent. Like it can be emotionally and spiritually violent. And so right. I just really wanted to like name that explicitly. And I, I think it's part, so it is, it feels aligned to my greater purpose to hold space in this way for yeah. folks of color and folks with shared lineage. Uh, the way that I came into uh, Mesoamerican healing tradition is because I kind of like went through academia and in the, like um, a coming to consciousness around like, oh my God, I have 500 years of colonization. I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> and 
what what were we even doing before that like what was happening what was happening in Nicaragua before um before the Spaniards came and um I got really interested in that and that's kind of like things started to move around and I started to get very much involved in like the Latinx community that time at my partner and then my partner introduced me to my mentor so it was really just felt so aligned in that way right um and so yeah, going deeper into that practice, I started to see the similarities in uh, the ancestral, some, they're not all the same, but like some similarities in like indigenous traditions. And I was like, whoa, that's really dope. Like, I'm with that. Yeah. I want to learn more about, you know, I'm like just consuming, like I'm eating it up, but like, I'm like, let me be with my mentor and like learn all the things. Well, it's really cool too, because I do notice there are more people across the board who are um, very interested in connecting with whatever is of their lineage. Mm-hmm. And the beauty in that is it's causing a lot of us to really educate ourselves on our history, which we wouldn't have known otherwise. So um, you're reminding me a good friend of mine, she had, you know, like these natural inclinations and um uh, felt a resonance with certain practices and traditions. And then she did a DNA testing and found out what her, um, where her ancestors were from. And it turned out that a lot of the things she felt called to were part of those cultures. So yeah, it was a really, really cool thing for her. Yeah. I so love that you said that because yeah, when I was younger and I was kind of like, I call it my, when I was sleeping, like when Uh I was asleep, I did have a sense that I was like, oh, you know, I had this similar, like, I know stuff has energy, but like, what do I call it? Like, are people going to think I'm weird or, (laughs) and then I realized, and then I learned that we've been doing this for centuries. Right. So, you know, I'm really glad you say that too, because my introduction to this, I mean, I was, um, um, sensitive to energies before, but same, didn't have language around it, didn't understand it. And I was so thankful when I learned Reiki because it helped me to understand what I was perceiving and all of these things. But what's interesting is because Reiki has become so popular, people think it's the only form of energy Mm -hmm. healing, not realizing and recognizing that, you know, ancient civilizations had their own methods of working with energy and even hands-on and all of these different things. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's fascinating what you start to learn when you do your own research around these things. Yeah. And like two uh, people come to me and they're like, Oh, so you're a Reiki practitioner. And I'm like, well, no, I'm not. Like, <laughs> and I want to make the distinction because I'm like, it's not, it's not the way I'm trained. That's not the way I hold it. I'm like, I'm sure there are some similarities, but no, but it's great. Cause it's all energy too. And there's different ways and totally different learnings with that too. But yeah. And that they're both healing. So I want to ask you this, because this is something that's also common for a lot of us. So what brought you into this was, you know, this, this knowing that what was going to help you become well was more than what you were being prescribed. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure what started to crack open in, in your realization was much more than you expected. So can you just share a little bit about that? Like you had this intention of healing this particular thing, but what really started to come through for you? And what did you start to recognize about you and yourself? 
our life even. Yeah. Well, so many things. And what really feels present for me as you ask that question is um, how much, like, so as I started to work and really take a look at myself and really connect to my intuition, Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of pain in understanding why I've been so disconnected. Mm. And it kind of cycles, right? Like, cause then you get the joy and the freedom of that expression, but it's also painful when you're now interacting with family members and you're coming from this different place. Right. It's, oh, now I'm understanding that I'm holding this energy, this, this healing for my whole lineage. And then the people around me aren't necessarily there yet. Right. Um, and then it, I think for me, it just blows my mind how it showed, how it's shown up in my family dynamics. Um, and then noticing the differences in us as I've changed. And then in my relationship to my husband. And then I was like, oh, snap. I didn't realize <laughs> that we were healing that thing. That thing's intense. Right. Um, because I see it in both of our parents mm. and, they, and our grandparents. And they didn't get a chance to do that healing. So now we're working through that stuff. Yeah. Um, but it cycles. And then now that I'm a mom, so for those of you who don't know, I have an eight-month-old and he's so stinking cute. Adorable. <laughs> oh, he is so adorable. I'm like, oh, wow, look, another opportunity to heal that mother-child, the parent-child dynamic. So yeah. it's just like always, it's like, you know, it's just always coming up. There's just always opportunities to learn. And I feel like that's what's most present. It feels like a leveling up of sorts. Yes. I'm like, oh, I connected to my intuition. Okay. And then the next thing kind of presents itself and I'm thinking, okay, how do I connect to, to my intuition here too? And then how do I express that in my outer life? That is such a beautiful thing. And it's um, that specifically what you're bringing up. It is one of those things I'm so thankful for. I get to witness in my cousins because we were all raised in a particular way. And now I see how they're raising their children where they still try to instill the parts that, uh, you know, were supportive of us, but the things that there were uh, opportunities for healing, I see that my cousins are trying to do it differently and do it, you know, and I know they may not think about it in these terms, but it's beautiful to even witness the lineage healing going on even outside of me throughout my family. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's such a beautiful thing. So I have to ask you this too. This is coming up to ask you, do you have a different appreciation for just your life journey, the experiences we have, even when people come and share their stories with you? Do you notice that the way that you see things now, has it become more enriching? Definitely. Um, yeah, I get really curious. So for myself and the, I hold this for my clients and then also for my greater community. So with ev- whoever I'm working with, whether it be friends or clients um, or anybody that I'm talking to, I get curious about um, what is coming up, like what's coming to the forefront, like what part of their energy is like um, presenting or not presenting. Like, yes. Um, and I get curious about how they see those pieces which pieces are they connected to? Uh, which pieces are they not connected to? Uh, which pieces are they wanting to heal? Or maybe like I have a sense that they might want to heal them. And then it's like 
right outside of their awareness. And then I get curious about that. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm noticing that I want this thing for you. Do you, do you want that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with your work, cause I, I would love people to really understand, especially if they want to connect with you. I know that you help people connect with crafting their own personal ritual mm-hmm. and for their own experience. So can you just talk a little bit about what that looks like and what that even means? Yeah. Um, and so it's specially curated to the person, but, um, I feel like it would be like a good to give an example, right? Okay. That's kind of what you're asking me, but, um, yeah. So the way that I hold energy is like, sometimes when we have a trauma and that could be like a small trauma or a big T trauma, so Mm -hmm. we call it in school, um, you know, things impact us, energies impact us. As we know, like if, if you're an empath or if you're just sensitive, you know, then how do we then release that? And that's kind of like the work that I do and support the clients through once they realize the things that it is that they're wanting or they get more firm in that. Yes. And how do we then work on releasing those energies? And so that's where the kind of like the elements come in, um, in our work. I mean, the elements are always intertwined in our work, but in um, helping us release and then heal, it's all the essences of the flower and the water. Um, and we use teas to um, help move stuck energies out of the body and then replenish and restore so we can bring balance to our um, to ourselves, to our whole selves. Okay, that's beautiful. So now I'm curious, um, because when you say elemental work, you know, a lot of people think like, oh, I go outside and stick my feet in the dirt or mm-hmm. I breathe to connect with air or I uh, do like fire breath to like stoke that inner flame or these types of things, but you're saying you actually bring in different aspects of the elements to um, like ingest into our system or to integrate in with us in different kinds of ways. Yes. I'm really glad that you asked for that clarifying point. So I, I approach it in two different ways. Okay. And one way is that I have a client do their own stuff mm-hmm. on their own at home. And that could be taking a bath, um, journaling, burning paper, um, creating an altad, what are the elements that go into that altad, um, what are you manifesting with that altad, um, using things like plants and dirt or sand, the moonlight, the sun, so using all of those different energies, rattle, drum, mm-hmm. um, so they do those things on their own in kind of like a specific way, depending on what it is that they're needing to move and what mm-hmm. element that it is they connect to, and then I... Um, will also bring in my own medicinal tools in the same way and then actually do a, an energy sweep, which is a limpia. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind of like do it both ways. I, I love that. And when you're saying that too, it makes me think of, um, oh, it just completely left my brain, but I was like, oh, wait, what's she saying? But the the work of the elements and having the person involved, it sounds like it also points back to, cause it's not just you doing, mm-hmm. but you're bringing them into their own process. That's what I was going to ask you. So yes. ritual in a lot of ways. Um, I think some people hear ritual and they may have negative connotations around it or have ideas about it. But I personally have found it's so interesting how, it brings us into this deep intentionality, which Mm -hmm. in of itself brings us deeper into the process of whatever it is that we're doing. 
So for you, is there a particular reason why it being ritualistic matters? Yeah, absolutely. So it's not only my personal belief, but it was also um, the belief that I hold uh, through my apprenticeship to my training. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything needs to be intention. If you're not clear about your intention, then, you know, like, it's just kind of like, all right, well, it's like sticking spaghetti, throwing spaghetti on a wall and then hoping that it sticks. Yeah. You got to get clear on your intention. And part of that is doing the work of deciphering what that even is. Right. But getting clear on your intention is so important. You're thinking, like you mentioned the vibration that you're putting out there in, in the universe. Like, um, that is key. Like base baseline, you right. got to know what you want. And then, um, you got to get your clear intention out there. Like the clearer, the better. Yeah. And that reminds me too, because you had a couple of steps here in your work that I thought was really cool. You just like what you mentioned, you work with people about clarifying what is it that they want? What do they desire? Um, Talking about that, even vocalizing it. And then you said you also support people in the work of recognizing what are the barriers So could you talk a little bit about that and where a lot of times, because I think there's this perception that like, yeah, okay, I want a new car. Why isn't it showing up? I'm clear about what I want. Right. So how does this next part really come into play? Yeah. I'm so glad that you brought that up because it was, uh, there was one thing that I was going to say that I didn't say, which was, um, there are a lot of folks out there that are like, oh my God, can I just balance my energy and then get the thing? Like, can I just do, and then that's the thing, like, you know, um, write my, write my wish list with the full moon and then it'll be done. Um, but it's so much more than that because you got the, you got to set the intention, but then you also got to like really do the work to make it come to fruition, which is the piece around, um, what emotions are coming up in me? Like what's, what's the vibration that it is that I'm experiencing? Um, how am I uh, interacting with my environment around me and my relationships? Mm-hmm. Um, what am I? What kind of action am I taking or not taking to uh, to make this come to fruition? Because all of those pieces are um, going to impact the way that you are manifesting or whatever words that it is that you use. Because absolutely, the yeah, and that's the thing too. Because you were talking about how. If we're not clear, of course, I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing if we're not clear about both sides of it, what it is that we want and also what may be our personal blocks and what beliefs we're holding. And again, it like loops back around to even some aspects of that ancestral work, not even recognizing how much of what has been passed down has truly influenced us for a very long time. So yeah, I mean, it's amazing listening to what you do and um, helping people understand coming back to that significance of being an expert of their own experience. So I have to ask you that too, when you work with people, do you notice that they have these ahas of, you know, when they do feel reconnected to themselves, is there this like new aliveness, new, what happens when something just clicks? Yeah. Um, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you asked this. I feel like this is different for everybody. Um, Because do you ever have that moment where it's like, you get the thing that you actually wanted, and you're like, wait, 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 (laughs) wait. Oh my gosh, 
gosh, hold on. What did I just do? Right. Different. It's different for everybody, but I have experienced that. Like I set out to do this thing and then we do our work together and we like do the deep dive and we release the energy and we set out the intention and then we release the energy again. And then the thing comes to fruition that is that they're wanting. I got the job or like I got my relationship or I left my relationship, you know? Right. And then they're like, oh, snap. <laughs> what am I going to do now? Like, not even like, what am I going to do now? But it's like, this stuff actually works. I think right. they have a moment of like, it's working. Yeah. Um, and they're like, I can't believe because I got clear and I followed my intuition. Things are aligning. So it's kind of like a, I'm surprised, but then I also knew it was possible. And this yes. is how it came. So that's how it is kind of. Yeah, no, that's, I've had those experiences. And it's funny what you say, it reminds me of too. I've also on the flip side, had that happen only to realize I clearly didn't understand what I wanted. Cause then I got what I want. I'm like, what? this is not what I thought it was going to be, yep. mm-hmm. but it is what I asked for. So I think to that point, that's also why the components that you add are so important, like really having a, an understanding of what we want, but then how our beliefs, our um, thoughts, our energies, all of these things are contributing to what then outputs. Because again, like if we don't look at the bigger picture, once we have whatever it is, there could be a lot of confusion around it, mm-hmm. but it's because we didn't do that deeper work on some level. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so many things. So many things. Yeah. And I'm sitting here wondering, like, I hope that the people listening are um, starting to think about what it is that they hold and how that may mm-hmm. be contributing to what they are creating in their lives or not. So this mm-hmm. other part, I think is so important to ask you about this, the aspect of trust. Because I'm sure, you know, when you're holding space for people and you're working with them through these different layers, have you know, is it very difficult for people to move into that space of trusting themselves? And, or is that like a, a process that you find is also ongoing that we have to continue to chip away at? Yeah. Um, wonderful question. It's, it's definitely a process. I really feel like it's a process and it happens as fast or as slow as the person is ready for. That's also my personal experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think I mentioned this too, like healing in spirit world or energy, it's not linear. Like it's mm-hmm. not A to B to C and then we're done and we have the thing. Right. Like it's very circular we kind of like circle back and revisit this lesson like I thought I trusted myself and then this other thing happened and now I'm learning that maybe I don't or like I wish I did this differently and so it's just like a relationship it's just like you and like you have a relationship with anybody and then these things come up and then you get curious about it and you observe what's happening and then you're like hmm what I want to do with that now So really like holding that from a place of like trying to remove the judgment from that and just getting curious about what's coming up around their own uh, trust to themselves. I'm so glad you say that because I think a lot of people get excited when there's one layer of uh, 
awareness or one layer of like, oh my goodness, I get this thing and now I've worked on it. And then when it does cycle back around, they think they did something wrong. And so I'm so glad you point that out because it is, I mean, gosh, it's such an unlayering. And again, I personally think it's one of the most fascinating things about this is you never know what's going to be revealed and when, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's all to our benefit. (laughs) Yeah. And I think one of the things that like I remind myself and others of often is like, hey, you know, like if we were done learning, then we would just be ready to say, like we we would just be done cooked. We'd be cooked. Right. But like, that's not what the human, that's not what being human is about. So of course we're circling back. Yeah. Yeah. And it reminds me of two, the expansion of awareness, you know, like there's a lot of times where we think we understand something and then something clicks and now we have a new way of understanding it. And we recognize like, Oh, I actually see this differently. And we think we're done. And then again, here it goes. And it's like, it's this continual expansion of understanding and it is ongoing. So I think it's great to be patient with ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I have to ask you this too, especially with the work that you've done and you mentioned that you had a mentor and now thankfully you are holding space for others as well. Can you share a little bit of why you think it's important to have a space of support or maybe have someone that can support you in your process rather than um, thinking that you have to do it alone? Yeah. So, oh my gosh, so great. Um, it's fundamental to the way that I hold, uh, learning, mm-hmm. I think that learning happens in dialogue and when you are being reflected, right. Things are being reflected back to you. But, um, also because for me personally, like there's many things that weren't in my awareness. There's many things that were not like, I just didn't know. Um, and so it's the way that I hold it is not like my clients come to me. And I, I so tell my clients this too. I'm not interested in telling you what to do. Like, I'm just, I don't, I'm going to tell you right now. Like if I don't know something, I'm going to tell you, like, I may not have all the answers, but I'm going to be real with you. And like the, um, the relationship will move us forward in our exchange. If that makes sense. That's, not so the way that I believe it is like, that's not something that can happen when you're isolated or by yourself. It's just, that's not our condition. Mm-hmm. It reminds me to, no, it totally does. It reminds me of how communal we were mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, the importance of community and how family wasn't just necessarily like the nuclear family and these types of things. And it's interesting through this work and how it's growing, it seems that people are starting to recognize and realize that again, the importance of community and support. Yeah. Yeah. And I also want to say too, like, um, I'm, I continue to work with different mentors all the time. Like I by no means feel like I'm arrived or like I'm done learning. Like, I just, I just wanted to say that like in constantly going back to folks in the community, because like, that's the way that I learn, you know, and then I bring it back and I integrate and I go back and I learn more. Like, so 
That's yeah, all. no, that's been my process too. I always tell people, listen, I can't imagine not continuing to learn myself and grow myself. Like, how am I going to share if I'm not doing the work myself, you yeah. know? So yeah, no, I think that's a beautiful thing. And I want to make sure that people know how to connect with you. If they have questions, yeah. want to work with you, how can we find you? Yes. So I am on Instagram. I'm at Claudia, C-L-A-U-D-I-A underscore Parada, P-A-R-A-D-A underscore. Um, and I'm also on Facebook at uh, facebook.com backslash um, Claudia Parada Energy. And okay. so that's going to hold of me. And I also offer a, three, uh, a free 30-minute 30 30 minute coaching call for folks if they want to get a quick energy alignment. So they could book through either one of those. Oh, that's beautiful. So of course, I'll be sure to put it in the show description um, so that you can connect with Claudia very easily. Just go down the show notes and the links will be there as well. And so with that, it, people can work with you remotely as well as in person or? Yes, yeah. definitely. I'm open to both. Okay, mm -hmm. beautiful. Well, Claudia, I have to tell you, I am so thankful for this connection. I love this conversation that we had and hopefully it will inspire others to want to connect in with their work and recognizing how they are experts of their own experience. So thank you for being here, my love. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. It was wonderful meeting you. Oh, it's always fun. Okay. Well, we'll see you again soon. And thank you everyone for listening in today. Okay, so that is it for today's show. I want to say a very special thank you again to Claudia. It was an absolute pleasure meeting you, and I'm sure, again, that your work will inspire many of the people listening to the podcast. So thank you so much for coming today. And if you want to connect with Claudia, again, you can go to Instagram, Claudia underscore Parada underscore. And she also has a new website launching soon, so you can connect with her in some other ways as well. So that is it. I look forward to seeing you next week. And remember to always journey in love.